Here's what's coming up on today's show. How can you still give back? How can you still keep those those gifts, the things that you enjoy, things that you're good at, things that you can pass on to others? How can you keep that going uh, when you leave your job? It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. Well, hello and welcome into the Retirement Reality Podcast. I'm Ben George. He's Mike Coynan, founder and owner over at Principal Preservation Services. Mike, we're talking about the mental side of retirement. I know we talk about money, financial, investing, all these different aspects, but yeah. we don't always pay enough attention to the mental side, right? Not much, yeah, but it is a big part of it. It's a big part of, of enjoying retirement and getting ready for retirement, and, and uh, a lot of people struggle with it. I know we're going to get into that today and, and really go through this article that we, we found that was written by a licensed professional counselor, um, and it's called The Psych- Psychological Investment in Retirement. So it's an interesting article. We're going to kind of break down some of the key points there and, and, and try to ask a few questions about this and, and kind of sort through it. So it should be a good show today. Again, we'll put it up online, principalpreservationservices.com for you there. If you have questions for Mike, you can always call as well at 855-987-8888. I know the, uh, the NFL season's starting off, Mike. I know you're mm-hmm. heading off on vacation, too. Will you find time to uh, to break away during vacation from the studying that you're doing and also from the family to, to watch the game on Sunday? I definitely will. <laughs> um, yeah, we had a little vacation planned, but um, I will be looking, and hopefully the game's on because we're going to be out of state, and you just don't know what games are, you know, televised, which game they will televise, but... Uh, Vikings versus the Packers, the opening um, game of the season. I'm hoping it'll be playing where we can. But uh, that's my goal is to, to hopefully uh, be able to watch the game a little bit. Yeah, great opener, too, to start kick oh. off the season, right? Yeah, I was hoping I could be there because, you know, I'm a season ticket uh, owner uh, of the Vikings. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I did sell my seats just because I won't be there. But it would have been a great game to be at. Yeah, it will be. Well, looking forward to the start of the season, and I hope you all had a good Labor Day when you're listening to this episode. We are going to jump into this article again. I'm going to put it in the show yeah. notes. It's called The Psychological Investment in Retirement. Uh, your bank account is ready for retirement, but are you? So a few key points uh, to go through here, Mike, and, and want to kind of get your thought on this. Um, and, I, and I encourage you to read this, too, as, as uh, after you get done with this. It'll kind of give you a different perspective. But um, one of the first key points I want to start with here is that, you know, if you uh, people consider the consequence of walking away from a life and routine that has defined them from decades, and you kind of get in this routine every day with going to work, and, and you got to get work friends and whatever whatever right. else, but you're not, you're not really ready mentally oftentimes for what's next. Yeah, just think about it. You're getting up at a certain time every day. You're, you know, sometimes we have people have to wear a uniform or get dressed up for that, and and you get home at a certain time. You're taking lunch at a certain time. Everything is kind of scheduled for, you know, multiple decades in your career, and then all of a sudden that comes to an end, and you know, it, it's a shakeup. Sometimes that's a good thing for people because I see people are like, man, my body's healing again. I, I'm getting caught up on my sleep, and I'm get, get caught up in. Uh, that's great, but for for a lot of people, that root that change in routine is not a good thing because um, they just don't know how to handle a change. Change is hard for a lot of people. So, um, especially when you've been so not just the routine, but it's the people, the association, your friends that uh, that you're not going to be around every day. You know, the conversations you're not going to have anymore. So, and and I think a lot of times it's harder if you're a single person. And you're not married, and that's where your 
you know, your community is, your relationships were at work, and now all of a sudden you don't have that. Yeah, it's a, it's a stark change for many people and one that you maybe not have not thought about very much there. It's interesting. Um, how about this point she, she makes, out, makes as well, that research shows the number one thing retirees struggle with is finding consistent, genuine, and lasting meaning. And that's not a surprise. I think we all kind of struggle with that really in, in our life, you know, mm-hmm. no matter what. But as you get into retirement there and you have so much more free time to think about it, I guess that could be true. Yeah, and I think too much is put on your career as is that's your meaning and that's you know um obviously there's people are gifted and you should be doing a career that obviously you're gifted in and you and you got uh satisfaction by using your gifts you know hopefully that was the case but when you leave it then you find out man i'm not contributing (laughs) anymore to society my gifts i'm not contributing and and I think that's what people struggle with because they left it, but they don't pick it up and be able to use those gifts after that, after retirement. And so yeah, I think that's trying to get involved. Where can you utilize your gifts in retirement and not you leave the job force, but how can you still give back? How can you still keep those those gifts, the things that you enjoy, things that you're good at, things that you could pass on to others? How can you keep that going uh, when you leave your job? Yeah, it kind of ties into the next point that the, the, the author talks about. And this retirement is a great time. I mean, you're obviously trying to figure out what that meaning is, but it's a good time now to really embrace the person you want to be and enjoy those things you've always wanted to do. And it, it kind of goes to this idea that maybe your mind starts thinking, hey, look, I only have a set amount of years left, right? Uh, this, whatever I've wanted to do and what I've ever felt my, my true passions to chase, this mm-hmm. is the time to, to, to finally do that and act on it. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh uh, coming into retirement, <laughs> you know, even if you don't want to be actively in your maybe your your uh, some organization and gifting, uh, some people want to pick up a a part time job even retirement just so they could still have some kind of you're still retired, but it's a different mentality. So you know, I'm just working ten hours a week. They're paying me some money to to do what I I love, and sometimes they're paying you even a higher rate of uh, hourly pay to work part-time than you were full-time. So, um, but also, it's not just the work part. It's not just the gifting part. It's to do the things you want to do, the things, the hobbies, the, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, gals you're crafting or whether it's, you know, you want to raise, help raise your grandkids, whether it's golfing, travel, um, being part of organizations. Some people have uh, put off even doing mission trips because they didn't have the time. They just didn't have the time to go over to a country for a week or two weeks um, because they had limited vacation as it was. So I think embracing that is huge and, and writing those down, writing those goals down of what you're going to do in retirement is a huge part of that. Yeah, the, uh, this next one, I, I want to kind of get your thoughts and see if you've actually seen this because it's an interesting kind of perspective of of, in, of the time that you now have to yourself and this this added kind of break. But a lot of people view this as a more stressful period because they don't have something productive to be doing every day and don't have something tangible they can point to like work that they've had for many years. Have you seen that where they've actually felt this is a more stressful period? Yeah. A recent client of mine that um, when she had retired, um, I got together with her, uh, I don't know, three months after retirement. And I said, man, how's how's retirement been? She goes, it's awful. (laughs) And I said, what do you mean it's awful? And she goes, man, I'm bored. Um, I'm, I'm used to just being busy, 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 and then all of a sudden I, I put on a little bit of weight. I'm not happy about that. I, I just, you know, she likes, you know, some people are just good workers. You know, they, they enjoy work, and they don't despise it. 
And even if it's hard work, they, they get accomplish, accomplishment of, of working at the end of the day. And for her, that was her. She didn't need to have um, travel wasn't big on her list and, you know, and clubs and associations or, you know, travel and you know, all these things that weren't big. But she she enjoys working and having some sort of accomplishment. So she went and p- took up a part-time job just so she <laughs> wasn't so bored. Got a couple more points here. We're going through the psychological investment in retirement, an article that we've got in the show notes for you if you want to check it out for yourself. But um, here's another one, Mike. You must be willing to emotionally invest in your personal growth and development. And I guess that's like anything, right? You have to be fully committed to it. Yeah, it just doesn't happen by itself for sure. Um, you have to... Uh, almost prep this. I think before retirement, it's a good thing to be prepping for that emotionally. Um, just, uh, and I, when I do that, when we do the planning, we get together with people. It's like, what are you, what are you doing to get ready? I mean, are you, um, you want to be involved in this organization, that organization? Um, you know, you want to travel. I want to start bringing out those, those things they've been putting off for, for many years because they don't have the time. And I says, now you're going to have the time. You have to start thinking about what are you going to do and get a flavor of that before retirement. Whether some people want to travel, I said, do a little travel first. Figure out if that's what you do want to do. I have another client that um, got together with uh, not too long ago, and they're retired. And I said, I said you know, they tried, they tried going to Florida for, I think it was about a month, three, three weeks, four weeks. And I said, man, how was that? They go, it was awful. <laughs> well, we found out what we don't want to do. <laughs> and so at least early in the retirement, they found out, uh, you know, that wasn't what everybody else likes to do uh, emotionally. That was not fulfilling for them at all. All right. One last thing here I want to look at and get your thoughts on. And this one kind of makes a lot of sense to me. But just like saving money, the earlier you start on this, the better. You know, you want to engage with this psychological growth before retirement. And it's going to help you find that deep and lasting meaning in, re- in life. Yeah, uh, you have you have to prep. And just like with anything, just like we said early in the show, as we're planning our finances um, before that, you have to prepare mentally what that's going to look like. Um, and even mentally, even on the financial side, mentally knowing that your income is going to be typically less. You know, most people are living off of less money in retirement than they were when they're working. So that's, um, yeah, it's, it's a financial thing. But emotionally, how can you handle that? Some people feel like it's less, uh, there may be less of a, I say you're not less of a person, but you're, they, you change uh, income tax brackets. And for them, that's a little bit degrading for some people just to ha- be able to handle that. So I think prepping for where are you going to be dollar wise? How can you spend that money dollar wise? And, you know, what that lifestyle is realistically going to look like is it's that prep prepping in, in advance is going to make retirement so much more fulfilling. All right, I got a few questions for you, Mike, kind of following up on this uh, to kind of apply it to what you see and and your the work you do over at Principal Preservation Services. But um, how how have you seen your clients mentally prepare for retirement? Uh, you know, even if you go out years before that that retirement date, what are they what are they doing to prepare? Yeah, especially for the ones who want to travel. And I like where do you want to? You know, we want to travel. We don't we don't know. Um, and so they kind of test you know before retirement. We're um, we've had some clients pick up a, um, you know, a travel trailer or a fifth wheel. And, you know, they get, they're going to, some people have rented one um, where you can um, rent one. Some people actually took the, the plunge and bought one where they just see 
could they see traveling around the country in a fifth wheel for you know a year or two or three years some people want to do as much as five you know so they've kind of tested the area or you know do you want to go south for the winter you is that arizona is that florida where is that and so some people said i i've gone here i didn't really like it that much or florida was too muggy you know or it was too busy congestion wise i want to go um you know to arizona and some people who had tried arizona said that's too dry i want to see water you know so the, the the good thing is just test the waters to see where you like you know um, what area you like or do you not like it at all? Some people said, you know what, as much as we liked traveling, it's just too far away from our grandkids. So um, on that travel side, um, yeah, that's, I think that's a big thing for, for clients is, is uh, preparing. Where do they want to spend maybe the winter up here in the Midwest where it's so dang cold, getting away for maybe four to six weeks or eight weeks is one of the big important ones. But, but also, um, you know what organizations you know i encourage them to think about where do you want to be involved with with your time if you don't have hobbies like golf or you know pickleball which is a big thing which i encourage be active or quilting or whatever but um where, where can you guys you know give back where can you um use your gifts and, and your talents or what 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 makes you fulfilled uh be able to to start getting involved with that and i know that people are going to struggle with this right I and mean, this is you know, we all we all are going to have some issues here, and and it's common. And don't don't feel like if you know if you're trying to figure out what that meaning is for retirement or how you're going to handle that transition that you're alone here. So I'm kind of curious how you've seen and, and and whether you've actually seen your client struggle. And then as a financial advisor, what what role do you play to kind of help them into that that next chapter? Yeah, I, I think um, getting back. You know, some people. You know, you know, struggle with this transition, of course, especially going back to the one client where she says she hated not being active. And I think a lot of people, um, just letting people know it's okay to, to have a part-time job in retirement, even a lot of people don't need it. They don't need the income, but they want to have some sense of purpose. They want to, you know, just give back. Um, but also, and I remind them, I said, you're, you're a role model for the next generation or the next, you know, the couple generations below you even sometimes uh, to teach them what is a work ethic? How do you how do you get up and how, do you, you know, how do you approach work? How do you approach customers, customer service? How do you just teach your job, you know, uh, approach your job with integrity that I think there's a lot of things that are lacking in some of this newer generation that they're not they're not seeing. And just to be a role model in that point is, even though they're not part of a you know foundation or charity given back, but they're they're working a part time job, and I think that is important for a lot of people. And they do they they take that part time job as also as like a a role model to show the other generations, you know what is what does a, a good hard worker look like? And do you include this softer side of planning um, as part of what you do alongside of? I know you really dive into the financial elements of the process, but is this just part of what you do as well? Yeah, we want people to be, you know, active in retirement. And, and so one thing that we have been doing, Ben, is um, we try to do is some client events and we're, and we're trying to pick up and do more. We just had a meeting this morning trying to let's let's do more of this, get more of our clients involved who are retired. Um, you know, my assistant had done a couple you know, health walks, you know, on a Friday in the summer, said, send an email to our client said, Hey, let's, let's get together and go for a walk, you know, and, and just to uh, get out and just be social. Um, 
because there's some people that just, they're not going to they're not going to request something, but if you invite them, they'll they'll be involved, right? So there's some people that are just more passive that way. They're not going to uh, seek out something. You have to be invited. So that's why we're trying to get more people invited to do things socially with our with our uh, network of clients, and we have quite a few clients. So she's done a couple of those, which has been great, where clients will be able to go out for a, a two, three-mile walk, and uh, we're talking about getting a, you know, like a health coach to go in for one of our next ones and say, hey, this is the benefits uh, of stretching. This is the benefits of nutrition in retirement um, and, and being active. And, you know, we also do other events to get people active with some um, cooking classes we've done in the past and um, some baseball games and, and just try to, and it, what the nice thing about that, Ben, is we've had people who have just made some great connections that had no idea you know who my other clients were but they've met each other and now they've had now they have other retiree friends that they're actually uh, able to share retirement with now be, be, because of these social events we've been able to do yeah that's great love always love hearing that side of it well if you have questions about this or want to discuss the psychological side a little bit more you can always contact mike and his team over at principal preservation services you can do so online at principalpreservationservices.com. We'll put the podcast there, too, along with the show notes. If you're going to go and read this article for yourself. But the phone number as well is 855-987-8888. All right, we've got time for a mailbag question here, Mike, before we get out of here. Sure. This one came in from Harold. He says, I'm almost 60 and don't have any money in my Roth IRAs. Should I be converting some IRA money to Roth for the next few years? Well, again, a lot of my questions say it depends, right? Yes and no. But um, conversions do cost money, Harold. So every time you convert money from a 401k or IRA to to a Roth, it is going to cost money. It's counted as income for that year. So you have to look at that. So I think a lot of people are forget about, oh, I, I, if I do convert, that's counted as income. But also we have to look at tax brackets. Is there a benefit for doing this? You know, do you need that tax deduction by, by doing traditional um, contributions, you know, into your 401k um, or traditional IRAs, do you need that tax benefit to have that money come off your gross income to be at a lower bracket? But also you have to, the other part of this, Harold, is every time you do a conversion, there's a five-year waiting period to be able to, to tap into those conversion, those earnings of, of that conversion. So, you know, if you, you converted, say, $50,000 and four years later, that accounts at 65000 just say, for example, if you needed money, you can only take out a, a, your initial investment. You can't take any of that earnings out without a penalty. So um, that's the key um, uh, with the conversions. There's a five-year uh, waiting period on those conversions. So it has, to make, it has to fit your plan. That's really what it comes down to it. So the key is get some planning done to f- see if conversions do fit. Thank you for that question, Harold. We'll try to get to more questions on the next episode of the podcast, but that's all we have time for today. Mike, we'll close it out on that note. Again, encourage anyone that has questions about what we discuss to reach out online via principalpreservationservices.com. And also check out Mike's YouTube channel, Retirement Reality On Demand. Some great content there as well for you if you want to continue learning about the financial planning side of things and to continue continue educating yourself. All right, Mike, thanks for the time as always today. We'll catch up soon. Thanks, Ben. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.